What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week. In this upcoming episode, I'm going to go over the reasons why I believe Josh Allen is the 2020 NFL MVP, and I'm also going to preview the Buffalo Bills versus the Indianapolis Colts wildcard game coming up this Saturday, so stick around and let's have some fun. Josh Allen is your 2020 NFL MVP. Or at least that's what they should say if they don't say it because Josh Allen has played at an extraordinarily high level. I'm going to go over some of the reasons why I believe Josh Allen should be the 2020 NFL MVP. So let's jump right into things here. The first reason why I believe Josh Allen should be the 2020 NFL MVP, he's played better teams. Not only has he played better teams, but he has comparable stats to the other two guys who are the supposed front runners for the NFL MVP. Josh Allen coming into the season had the fifth highest or fifth hardest strength of schedule. Well, the Packers had just the 15th and the Kansas City Chiefs had just the 18th hardest schedules coming into this season. So that means Josh Allen has played better opponents than his two than the two other quarterbacks that are vying for the NFL MVP. And I know a lot of people are going to say, "Well, you can't choose the teams that they that they make you play. You just got to play the guys that they put in front of you." Okay. Why shouldn't that be in the discussion? They gave you a difficult schedule and not only did you do well, you have compete you have comparable stats to guys who are in the MVP conversation. You've played harder teams, and you still have phenomenal stats. You've still played out of this world. That needs to be in the discussion to make Josh Allen the NFL MVP. And I don't know why people don't talk about that more. I know some people do. A lot of Bill's Mafia does. They talk about wanting to include stuff like that in the NFL MVP discussion, but most times they don't. And for what reason, I'm not sure. Josh Allen's strength of schedule coming into this strength winning percentage, my goodness, if I could speak, the winning percentage of the teams that Allen faced, this was the 2019 schedule that I'm saying here, the winning percentage for the teams coming into the season were .525 for Josh Allen, .504 for Aaron Rodgers, and just a 500 record for the Kansas City Chiefs. So... Of course, Josh Allen has played much harder opponents than has Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. So I think that needs to be talked about a little bit more. And not only is he playing against these teams, he's ripping them to shreds. Did Everyone saw what he did to the Miami Dolphins in essentially one quarter. In one quarter, he threw for 194 yards, three touchdowns in one quarter against the stingiest defense in terms of points allowed in the NFL. He was toying with them. 
it was incredible to watch. It's it's insane to think that we have an MVP caliber quarterback on the Buffalo Bills. We've been waiting for this for over two decades, and it's finally, finally here. And thank God it is. We could not be more excited here in Buffalo and Western New York. It's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Everyone around the league loves watching Josh Allen, not just Bill's Mafia. Everybody does. That's how exciting this kid is. The second reason why is Allen has played well against really, really good teams. Allen had five wins against teams that were over 500 in this season. He's beaten Miami twice, handily. Well, he beat Miami handily in the second game. He beat Miami in the first game, torched them, just torched their secondary. He beat the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Steelers. Three out of the four of those teams have top 10 defenses. Top 10 defenses. And, and Josh Allen had 16 touchdowns, three interceptions, threw for 1,603 yards, and had a 70% completion percentage in those games. That is absolutely out of this world good. And the fact that a lot of people really still believe that Aaron Rodgers is the NFL MVP. Look, Rodgers is incredible. He's always been incredible. But to say Josh Allen's not the MVP with what he's done this year is just foolish. <laughs> it's just foolish. I don't, I don't have any other words for it. It's foolish. Josh Allen also in those, those cluster games, added 72 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Things that Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers don't do, run. Neither of them run as much as Josh Allen. Neither of them are as effective with their legs as Josh Allen. Both of them are mobile. They're both mobile quarterbacks. But neither of them are as effective with their legs as Josh Allen is. I don't think people really fear... I, I, I mean, maybe they do. I'm not sure. I don't think a lot of people fear Aaron Rodgers running down the field. I don't think a lot of people fear Patrick Mahomes breaking loose, running down the sideline. People fear Josh Allen getting out of the pocket and running, not just passing the ball, but running. And there's something to be said about that. Another reason why I believe Josh Allen should be the NFL MVP is he's the only player in NFL history. Think about that. Think about all the athletes the peer passers, the Steve Youngs who could not only pass but could run too. Think about all these guys, the Cam Newtons, Lamar Jackson. Think about all these guys that could run with the football and and super athletic but could throw the football also. Josh Allen is the only player in NFL history with at least 4,500 passing yards, 35 passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns. That's incredible. He's the only player in NFL history to do something like that. And they're still saying he's not the MVP. Why? Why isn't Josh Allen the MVP with these kind of with these kind of numbers, these kinds of stats? There's another reason why Josh Allen has accounted for 85.5% of his team's total touchdowns. 85%. Without Josh Allen, this is like a, a two, three win team. Maybe. Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills. He has put them on his back and he has carried them through the NFL season. And he has been 
incredible to watch, insane to watch, amazing. I don't know any other words to describe it. Tremendous. And it's been so, so, so much fun to watch. We're going to go over some stats here that I have. We're going to compare Rodgers with Mahomes with Allen. Total yards, this is passing and rushing. Aaron Rodgers has 4,448 yards total. He has 51 total touchdowns, and he has five interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has 5,048 yards total, 40 touchdowns total, and six interceptions. Josh Allen has 4,900 yards and 4,972 yards, if I could speak, total yards. That's passing, rushing, and receiving. Don't forget the reception, the receiving touchdown he had earlier. He has 46 total uh, touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Allen had a 37-yard, or a, a, a 30, I forget how many, I'm sorry. Allen had 37 pass touchdowns, 8 rushing touchdowns, and 1 receiving touchdown. Who else, what other quarterback is doing this? Please point him out to me. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting right here. Point out what other quarterback is putting up stats like this from inside the pocket, outside the pocket, and and out wide. <laughs> and, and, and out wide. Josh Allen is, is scored now two receiving touchdowns in the last two years. One against Houston in the playoff game, and then one this year. Josh Allen is a freak athlete. And I, I think he needs to be talked about a lot more. You compare those stats, and this is what you take from it. Aaron Rodgers has the most pass, passing touchdowns with 48. He has the le- and the least interceptions. Mahomes has the most overall yards of all the three. And Josh Allen has more passing yards than Rodgers, more overall touchdowns than Mahomes, and he's the only quarterback in the MVP race with a receiving touchdown. He's doing... And he's doing these things against the best NFL defenses. He's doing these against the best, the best of the best. Allen has is, is been absolutely incredible. And also, what has not been talked about almost at all, at all, is the fact that Allen had a separated shoulder. Midway through the season, when they played the Kansas City Chiefs, Allen had a separated shoulder. Josh Allen played all 16 games. His non-throwing shoulder, he had a separated shoulder. And there's no coincidence that his lowest performing games of the season is when he had a separated shoulder. When he came back and was healthy, when he started to get healthy again, you watched him just absolutely dominate the league. You watched him dominate everybody. And it was fun. This season for, for, for Buffalo football fans has been fun, period. The Bills are 13-3. and three. Not long ago, we're talking about, can the Bills be a 500 football team? Can the Bills back into the playoffs? Three years ago, we're, we're, four years ago, we're happy that the Bills back into the playoffs. We're happy that in 2000, and I think it's 17, that the Bills back into the playoffs. That they, they, that they go 9-7. and seven. We were happy about 9-7 and seven seasons, and here we're sitting at 13-3, and three. One of the best teams in the NFL, probably the best team in the NFL going into the playoffs. And most of that is due 
to Josh Allen's play on the field. You can't take away from the job that Sean McDermott's done. You can't take away from the job that Brian Dable has done because they have done tremendous jobs. You can't take away the job that Ken Dorsey has done. You can't. T- and here's the big thing. You cannot take away the work that Josh Allen has put in the offseason. Josh Allen completely changed his mechanics in the offseason. And he doesn't get any credit from that. Oh, it was the trade for Stefan Diggs. That played a part in it, yeah. But Josh Allen didn't just start putting it on the money because Diggs got here. Josh Allen went out and fixed the things that were wrong with his mechanics and rep, uh, did rep after rep after rep after rep after rep. And it's showing this season. He has nearly a 70% completion percentage this season. That's up almost 12 points from last year. That's absolutely insane. No one has seen the trajectory. I, I know I wasn't, you know, I didn't see this coming. That's for sure. Josh Allen was absolutely incredible, unconscious, almost all season long. And he definitely deserves the NFL MVP. Now we're going to talk about the winners of the giveaway that I did on Twitter. If you watch, if you went to my Twitter and you followed and you participated in the uh, giveaway, thank you. The winners of the t-shirts that I put on Twitter are for the guy shirt is Colton or at Savage3x operator. And the winner for the gals is Lori G or at Bonaventure Mom on Twitter. If you guys are listening, you can shoot me a direct message and we'll figure out how to get you those t-shirts. And if you don't DM me in the next few days, I'm going to reach out to you and try to get you your shirts as fast as possible. But Josh Allen, he's the NFL MVP and there's no question about it. None. All right, so the Buffalo Bills play the Indianapolis Colts. It's the first game on, the wild card game, two versus seven. And I really thought before I did any research that the Buffalo Bills were going to be heavy favorites in this game. But the more I started to dive into things for this episode, the more worried I became as a Bills fan. These teams are very similar, and the Indianapolis Colts are a lot better than I think a lot of Bills Mafia believes they are. Buffalo's just been steamrolling people, and I think that kind of blinds us a little bit to how good a lot of these teams in the AFC really are. And I think the Colts are going to be a problem for the Bills. Uh, we're going to go over some of the, the the things coming into this game that, you know, like I said, surprised me quite a bit about both teams. Both teams are coming into this uh, rolling. Both teams are coming into this wild card game rolling. The Colts have won six of their last seven games, and the Bills have won nine of their last ten. The only game the Bills have lost being that stupid Hail Mary play uh, that, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins goes online and says, I want, I'll give a jersey away for the person with the best meme. How about playoffs? <laughs> my, my thing was, uh, you know, I, I was a little offended by that. As a Bills fan, I was like, that's fucking stupid. You're over here talking about, I'm going to give away a jersey to the best meme of a catch that 
didn't mean a whole lot because I'm not in the playoffs. You should have been more worried about trying to get into the playoffs and people doing memes. You should be a little bit more upset about not being there. But, you know, that's what happens to, to, to guys who, I don't know, don't really give a shit. But coming into this game... Uh, the Colts in those six of in, in those seven games, they have scored 31 points in those games, points per game. Sorry, the Colts have had 31 points per game across those seven games that they came into the playoff game rolling on, and the Bills have won the nine of ten games, and including six straight games, and the the Bills have scored 34.5 points per game coming into the AFC wild card game against the Colts. The difference is the Bills held their opponents to just 20.7 points per game during their hot streak, and the Colts held their opponents to 22.4. Not a huge difference. Both teams are scoring well. Both defenses are playing well. You know, it's it's not a it's not really an uneven matchup right now going into this wild card game, and it's 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 kind of scary to think about the Bills might be a one and done team if they don't bring their A game. Both teams are top ten in terms of big time passing plays down the field. The Buffalo Bills are fourth, and the Indianapolis Colts are ninth. The Bills had something like 66 plays of 20 or more yards in the passing game, and the Colts had 56, I believe. So both offenses can push the ball downfield. The Bills need to be ready for that. The Bills need to be ready for Phillip Rivers to be able to push the ball downfield. And on the Colts' side, the Colts, obviously, they know that the Bills are are a pass-happy team. The Bills are going to try to push the ball downfield. And that's going to be, who, which, which secondary is going to do better? Is it going to be the Colts or is it going to be the Bills? As it sits, the Colts defense, or the Colts secondary is a little bit worse than the Bills, but we'll talk about that in a second. Both offensive lines have been absolutely stellar in this, game, or this entire season. The Colts rank second in the entire NFL in terms of sacks allowed. They've given up just 21 sacks to Phillip Rivers in this season. That is incredible. But the Bills aren't bad either. Their offensive line has been playing very, very well. And I think, honestly, a lot of the sacks do come from Josh Allen trying to make plays and things like that. It's not necessarily all the offensive line because they have been absolutely out of this world good for pretty much the entire season. But Josh Allen... uh, the, the, The offensive line, I'm sorry, ranks ninth in terms of sacks given up. And they have given up 27 sacks, 26 on Josh Allen, one on Matt Barkley. So they have been playing very, very well in terms of pass protection, both teams all year long. They're also very similar in terms of yards per carry. I know I said the Indianapolis Colts have a better run game, but in terms of yards per carry, they're they're pretty equal. Obviously, this takes into account all of the running backs and all of uh, you know the quarterback runs and things like that for both teams. But right now, the Colts sit at 4.3 yards per carry in terms uh, for the entire season, and the Bills sit at 4.2, which surprised me also because the Bills' run game has not been very good, in my opinion, for most of the season. They just haven't been. They've been pretty 
pedestrian. They've been average at best for most of the year, but Zach Moss and Devin Singletary have started to really gain steam towards the end of the year, and that's going to be a problem for any team that the Bills play. The biggest difference in these teams is going to be the rush defense. The Colts have a stout rushing defense, giving up just 3.7 yards per carry. And the Buffalo Bills get gashed and have been gashed all season long when they play against the run, giving up 4.6 yards per carry on the season. So the Bills really need to clamp down on this run game if they are going to be able to control the time of possession because Josh Allen and the Bills can't score if they can't get on the field. And if the Colts are running the ball at four and a half to five yards per carry for this entire game, the Buffalo Bills could be in trouble. And we could be looking at an an upset. The Bills' pass defense, like I said earlier, is slightly better than the Colts' pass defense. The Bills are allowing a net yards per attempt of 6.1, while the Colts are allowing a 6.4. So again, not a very big difference. The biggest difference in terms of defense is their rush defense. The Colts' rush defense being a lot better than the Buffalo Bills. Once again, the pass defense, very similar. The Bills have given up 23 touchdowns, and the Colts have given up 24 touchdowns. Both teams have 15 interceptions on the season. These teams are very, very similar in terms of when when you really start breaking things down, when you really start looking at, you know, overall the the entire course of the season. These teams are pretty similar. Josh Allen's going to be the X factor in this game. We're going to talk about some keys to victory, in my opinion, for the Buffalo Bills to beat the Indianapolis Colts. The first key to victory is the Buffalo Bills have to have to have to contain rookie running back Jonathan Taylor. He's averaging five yards per carry with 11 touchdowns. He has 1,169 yards this season. He has been very, very, very good. And he's coming off of a 250-plus yard game and two-touchdown performance in his regular er, in his regular season finale against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he has a ton of confidence coming in against a weak run defense against the Buffalo Bills. That is going to be something to watch for in this game. The second thing, the Bills defense must, must, must get pressure on Phillip Rivers. I stated earlier, Phillip Rivers has only been sacked 21 times this year. 21 times. That's a very, very good offensive line. So the key is to get to Phillip Rivers. You have to get to Phillip Rivers. If you don't, he's going to pick you apart. The thing is, Phillip Rivers is not a very mobile quarterback. So if you can get pressure, if you can move him off the spot, that's going to drastically affect the game for the Indianapolis Colts. If you let Phillip Rivers stand in that pocket, they have a they have quite a few options. They have a few options that they can go to. They're not a one-trick pony. They're not they don't have a a 
huge, solid number one guy. The Bills do, but the Bills also have a ton of other guys they can they can throw it to. But the Indianapolis Colts have three players that have over 500 yards receiving. They also have thrown the ball to 15 different re- receivers this year. And they have four players, four players with 40 or more receptions. That's more than the Buffalo Bills. So they spread the ball around, and if you cannot get Phillip Rivers off his spot, he's going to beat you. He's going to carve you up. Another key to victory, and this is probably the biggest key to victory for the Buffalo Bills, is going to be the Buffalo offense has to keep rolling. They must keep rolling. They have to continue the mojo, the momentum that they've had, they've built over these last 10 games. They have been so, so good. As I stated, over 34 points a game. And the defense has been quite a bit better, only giving up about 20 points per game. So those, if that continues, if that trend continues in this game, Indianapolis is in trouble. Josh Allen has broken just about every single season record for the quarterback position that you can in Buffalo. Passing, <clears throat> passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage. Josh Allen has has broken all of those records for for Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills franchise at the quarterback position. And he must continue his high level of play. This team goes as Josh Allen goes. Josh Allen has been able to continue his high level of play throughout most of the season. And if he has a down game, the Buffalo Bills have a very good oppor- or a very good shot of losing. And that is something that scares me. Not that I don't think Josh Allen can continue his fantastic play, but that if he has one off game, the Buffalo Bills could be in trouble. He has to continue to keep making smart decisions. He cannot force feed Stephon Diggs. Diggs will get open. And when he gets open, give him the ball. But if it's not there, if they double cover him, throw it to John Brown. Throw it to Gabriel Davis. Throw it to Dawson throw it to Dawson Knox. Throw it to Isaiah McKenzie. If Cole Beasley's not playing. If Cole Beasley's playing, throw it to Cole Beasley. You have so many different weapons that you can give the ball to. Flip it out to Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. Both guys have shown that they can be dangerous weapons in the in the you know in the passing game also. So you have a lot of options. Josh Allen has a lot of options. He just has to make the right choice and has to consistently make the right choice. And the last key to victory is the Bills have to score touchdowns. It sounds so simple. But last year in the playoffs, the Bills scored one touchdown and it was a trick play to Josh Allen where he had a receiving touchdown. And they couldn't get into the end zone in that game against the Texans and it came back to bite them in the second half. If the Bills draw, get down there and score three touchdowns and kick a field goal, there's no way the Texans are coming back to beat the Bills. The Bills are moving on. The Bills have to score touchdowns when given the opportunity. When you're given the opportunity and getting that close down into the red zone against a team that does not have a very good red zone defense, they have to, have to, have to score touchdowns. This is going to be a very exciting game. I cannot wait. I am off. I mean, I worked at night, but I'm off during the day, so I get to wake up and watch the Buffalo Bills, and I, I, I'm excited. 
And you guys should be excited too. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic game. I just really hope we don't get disappointed. <laughs> that's that's my that's my hope. Being a Bills fan, you're always kind of ready for the letdown. And the Bills have not provided one all season long. And it's been so tremendous and so much fun. I just want it to keep going. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, you subscribe. Click the notification bell so you don't miss a video. If you're listening on uh, just audio only, make sure you go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites. If they want to watch me, they can watch me on YouTube. They can hear me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. They just type in Sports Talk Buffalo on YouTube should come up. Go ahead, subscribe to me. Every subscriber helps me out. By the end of maybe this year, next year, you know, 1,000 would be great, 500. I'm not looking to turn this into like a, a giant channel where I have 2 million subscribers. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it happens, it, it would be fantastic. But this is a very niche thing, so if it doesn't happen, that's fine. 1,000 subscribers would be great. So make sure you tell your friends and tell your family. Give me a listen. Uh, Have a good week. Thank you for listening.